welcome back to the If I Tell You podcast. I am joined today by my second favorite human on the planet. Miss Kayla, can you introduce yourself? Hi, it's me. Second favorite, apparently. <laughs> You're not going to beat my mom. That is true, yeah. We have no hopes of beating an angel, but okay. He's an angel. Oh my gosh. Anyway, plug your businesses if you want to plug them. That's okay. Okay, so I'm Kayla, owner of Lashed by KGS and co-podcaster on SK Business Academy. And I'm done plugging. Okay, well, we can jump straight into the discussion, you know. Today, we really want to talk about friendships and that kind of bridge between childhood friends and lifelong friends. Kayla and I have been friends for a very long time. Yes. How long have we been friends now? It's been a while, actually. It's been, I think, 10 years. Yeah. How about that by now? Was it 100 years? Like, (laughs) we've been friends for a very long time. And to tell you the truth, I did not like you at first, but you have quickly become one of the most important people to me. Yes, no one likes me at first, so it's fine. (laughs) You're mean. (laughs) You're mean to people. I, I am. But it's love. It's all love. You know that. So... I'll ask you to begin, you know, what do you think makes a good friend? For me, a good friend is definitely someone that you can consistently count on. Uh It's not like someone who's just going to jump in and out of your life whenever it suits them. So that is definitely a requirement of a good friend for me. I know that for everyone else, it really does depend on the type of person they are because everyone has different needs whether it be emotional needs or you know they might want like to physically see their friends so everyone has different needs when it comes to friendship but for me consistency is key okay consistency that's fair that is genuinely fair yeah anything else you want to add to that I feel like consistency really does encompass everything that I would need in a friend because consistency includes loyalty, it includes respect, it includes, you know, humor because your humor has to be consistent. You can't just be jumping all over the place. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. definitely that is what I would require in a friend. What about you, Miss Amanda? Um, well... I actually asked my mom because she is one of my best friends. I am proudly a part of the My Mom is My Best Friend Club. But she said, and I completely agree with these points, and it's a bit of what you were saying as well, that respect is a part of being a good friend. I think you and I have that. If I want your opinion, you'll always give it to me as respectfully as possible and we respect each other's point of view which is one thing I've always loved about our friendship yeah and accepting each other's differences I think you and I may be the most polar opposites 
of friends. <laughs> yep, I agree. Because <laughs> you're nice. <laughs> you're always nice to people. <laughs> you're very empathetic. And I cannot relate. You're empathetic too. It's just delivered so differently that people people see it as just two completely different personalities and I can accept that you will approach things from a different perspective than me and I've always appreciated and kind of wanted your different way of viewing things because sometimes I don't always see it that way okay so in being caring ugh, ugh. as much as you are bull buck like you're ready to fight you care so much about all the people who mean the most to you and i like to think that i care for you and you know that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and shared experiences i don't think nearly all the milestones that i've gone through you have not been present at least in some way, shape, or form, I think you've been there or at least been a part of it. Like, I'll have the round table with you and consult in, like, the dead of the night. Yes, you do call that very interesting hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, like, something will pop up into my head and I'm like, I need to tell Kayla about this. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, that happens yeah, a lot. It does happen a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, at least you're consistent. Yes, consistency. <laughs> and in those shared experiences, we do have our shared likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We won't, we won't get into all of it, but it is there. We do not have the space or the time. We, we do not have the space or the time. But, and the most important one is that we look out for each other. As I said, you've been there through all of my milestones and all of my heartbreaks and the crying at one in the morning. You have been there. You know, and I like to hope at least that I have been there for you. At least to look out for you in some way. Enough that you know that I'm present and that I'm there. But you are my sister. Yes, your second favorite. D- don't do this. Don't <laughs> do this. <laughs> Why do you do this? I'm going to call my mom and you can fight her for first place. I'm good. I'll call your mom instead. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So, I- random. Mm-hmm. What is friendship accountability to you? you know I written this as one of the things that I wanted to talk about because I saw on Instagram you know that is my place that is my environment there Instagram but I saw this post and I was talking about requiring low maintenance friends and I saw people in the comments like yeah we're grown like we can't be talking all the time or I need friends that I can fall off with six months and just come back like so what's up like I don't I think from what I require for friends and I think as we are getting older our requirements for friendship have changed and 
being able to disappear like that and get lost into your work or lost into your other priorities is one thing but not being accountable as a friend that is another I personally do not think that that is I don't think that that's something that is feasible in my business speak but (laughs) I don't think that that's feasible I feel like as individuals you do change a significant amount in six months Mm because you don't know what could happen in six months so to say that all right I would prefer that oh I'm grown my friend we don't have to talk all the time I can fall off with my friends for six months and then come back like no that is not something that I would encourage. Like That's so much some- stuff can happen in six months. Like I can experience so many different phases of emotion and so many different crises in six months that you as my friend and for that, like, and I'm supposed to just accept that. That's not even the only thing. There's so many different milestones that could happen in the span of six months. Because look at that. We had this pandemic outbreak come through then we had the phases where everybody was on quarantine and then they started opening up little by little mm-hmm. and now we're here and it's still been less than six months since all of that happened. So, so imagine if your friend stopped talking to you in January and then all of this just came right at you. March quarantine happened, you're in quarantine, something may have happened like you broke up with your partner and then you had to move during the quarantine and you got laid off and you lost your job, lost your income, lost your partner. And that's just a lot of things to happen to one people in the span, one person in the span of like, what, three, four months? It's a lot. It's a lot. And I think it's one thing to want people who are low maintenance in your life, but it's another to recognize that as your friend, And if you're going to consider yourself someone's friend, you do need to be more accountable to them. That requires you to deliver on your commitments. You know, if I'm your friend, you're my friend, I would expect you to at least check up on me. You know, I think we have a responsibility to our friends to just want to know about their well-being, to be more concerned for them. I'm the firm believer in people don't owe you anything, but this isn't people. This is your friend. My friends are my family. And I owe my family at least a level of commitment and a level of care and a just an amount of presence, you know, an awareness of them and awareness of their reality. I also think that people are misconstruing what high maintenance friendships are yeah yes because i consider myself a very low maintenance friend you are you are you fully are (laughs) sometimes i think i'm like your stalker like i'm like okay when is she getting home like like... yeah i'm a very low Um... maintenance friend like (laughs) we're just there like whenever something happens we have conversations but it's never usually right. a thing where we go like four, five, six months without talking to each other. At that point, you're not a friend, you're an associate. Yeah. You know, if you can 
exist in your life you know without a specific person or without seeking counsel from these immediate people you don't really need them you know and it's not that you need to be dependent like I firmly champion being independent and not relying on your friends to do things but my friends are my support system you know when I'm going through it I would like to have them there and if I can't count on you being present and being available at least enough that I feel comfortable expressing my feelings to you what is the part what is the purpose of us being friends what is the point of having a certain individual in your life if you can't actually depend on them like I also think that people put way too much or way too little into the word friendship because some people are just like oh yeah I met this person like two weeks ago and they're my friend blah blah blah. this is my friend this is my friend that I don't really throw that title around lightly it's not it's not a it's not a title that I would just give to someone willy-nilly it really isn't you have to come with your and I don't want it to sound like it's a job or a job title because you being someone's friend and checking up on them and having conversations with them should not feel like a job because if it does then you're really I mean yeah yeah. that's a type of relationship that you really shouldn't be invested in you know you shouldn't be exhausted talking to somebody exactly that means they are draining you emotionally Mm -hmm. because I I don't think that friendship should include emotional labor Yes. So I think your friend should definitely be an emotional rehabilitation space for you. Mm, yes. Especially if you consider them your best friend. Like you're my best friend, Kayla. Okay, Care Bear. <laughs> you never you never want to get emotional with me. Yes, because I am not an emotional person. But you, however, See, are and I accept your difference. <laughs> and that is that is great. The dynamic works out very well. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like accountability with friendship, as with any relationship, is fair. It's not a bad thing to ask for. Because I know most people would see the word accountability and just think, okay, this is instantly something that's draining me and I don't really have to do it. And, oh, it's a bother. Like this is a duty that you have, but I think there's nothing bad about having a duty of care to your friends, you know? No, it isn't. There's the second that you decide to be friends with somebody, you know, consciously make the decision that this is going to be someone that you care about, you kind of already sign up for it. Exactly. And I, I really don't think that it should be a thing where you feel like going to your friend and talking to them you shouldn't worry about okay is this gonna go out is that gonna go out oh when am I going to leave when are we gonna Uh stop talking when are you gonna hang up the phone Uh it shouldn't feel like a duty and also who holds them accountable like as a friend how mm. would you feel holding your other friend accountable? Because it does shift the dynamic. 
when mm-hmm. you have to be holding the other person accountable for their behavior. I think if you're called out by your friend for being negligent, that's them deciding to hold you accountable. But I would never want to have to do that because I feel like the second you do that, it feels like you're asking them for too much. It feels like the second you do that, the friendship is over because I should not have to be begging you to keep in touch with me if you're someone that I care about. Mm, I don't know. You, as I said, you and I will always have a different perspective and I can respect yours because you are a, I give you the energy that you give me person, which is completely fair. But I don't know, some people do require that extra, hey, you know, you've been kind of absent, what's up? But I think if you have to do that consistently, you kind of know where you stand with that person. You know, and it takes you also holding yourself accountable as their friend. Okay. With that being said, how would you keep in touch with somebody that you care about? I call you obsessively. Yes, the people that I care about, they know. They know that I care about them. I am... I give people the energy that they give me and I act the way that I want people to treat me. You know, I I give them the treatment that I would expect and I'll check up on my friends. It's a text, it's a snap, it's it's it doesn't have to be anything major. It can just be showing that you are in their corner. You know. But some people I know are not 100% consistent when it comes to communication so I'm not sure exactly how they remedy that I think you prioritize those who prioritize you you know yeah I also feel like when people think that oh yeah me and my friend don't have to talk for that 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 amount of time it does not really include you and your friends really don't have to be speaking every single day no no like, I, I would be Again, very low maintenance. I'm perfectly okay with people like sending me memes and just being like, oh yeah, I saw something funny online, so let me send it to you. That's perfectly okay with me. Or for instance, I know some people might use like Snapchat streaks as a meme. Yeah, of I'm so bad at those. I know. That's why I don't try to do any with you. <laughs> like- I think you have to establish your preferred form of communication. And when you're someone's friend and you have that regular bond, that regular communication, and so you can reestablish your bond every so often, you'll get familiar with it. You'll get comfortable doing it. But it's really what you choose to give your energy to. You know, if you decide that you don't feel like messaging this person or you're not going to talk to this person for X amount of time, I don't think that you should expect that person to go out of their way to message you. Yeah, I also don't think that you should just assume that you're going to be on the same level of friendship after that. I definitely think that you can expect to be treated a little bit differently. You know, there's just so much that goes on in people's lives. That if I can't depend on you and rely on you to be a consistent friend... 
you're not going to have the same privileges and the same access to me. Yeah, like people change and grow over time. And it really, sometimes you can't really control growing together and growing apart. Mm-hmm. But the least and you can distance do. does not help. The distance yeah. is your enemy sometimes. Yeah, distance also doesn't help. But distance really should mean we're going to try to at least put an effort into communicating with each other. Distance can really be a defining factor. It shows you exactly how much you mean to someone. You know, it can really show you the presence and the place that you have in someone's life. Yeah, that is true. How long has it been since you and I have seen seen each other? Uh, I think it's been like five years now. Probably. No, four. Because yeah. I moved four here years. in August. Yeah, we have not seen each other in person in years. And here you are, my first guest on my podcast. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Man. I think we got into a rhythm of communicating regularly from the day that you left. Yep. And even when I was less consistent, you still would reach out to me. And that I saw that effort and it made me really want to keep communicating with you and keep checking in with you. And then when I got here and we started understanding the challenges and we started sharing our experiences, I realized that I really could not do this without a proper close friend. Yeah, that's true. I think our transition from childhood friends, seeing each other every single day, me showing up to your home unannounced. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uninvited. Oh, my God. I think that transition was so smooth for us because look at me still (laughs) managing to show up to your home unannounced by calling you so late all the time (laughs) but that is fine consistency that is true that is the least I ask for so I can't be surprised when it happens all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) you'll be low maintenance and I'm just like nope not low maintenance just here high energy all the time (laughs) yes Yes, you are. (laughs) I think if you were to ever tell me to, like, reduce the amount of times that I call you, I would completely understand and respect that. (laughs) I I would definitely be draw a line and relax, you know, and give you more space. No, I think I'm okay. I could live with it. It's not as bad as it could be. It really could be worse. That is true. <laughs> yes, Hello. ma'am. Okay. All right. So we can move forward and talk about friendship, appreciation. 
appreciation and friendship. Yes, I think I tell you that I appreciate you, not just because I am a annoying care bear, as you like to say, but I recognize that when you have people who are genuinely supportive of the things that you're you're trying to accomplish you definitely know that you are so appreciative of their presence in your life that is true I feel like not a lot of people actually show appreciation for the things that happen in regards to friendship because they just assume now that okay Because we're friends, I'm kind of entitled to this sort of energy or this sort of behavior. And it's like, no, you're really not. You really are not. You're not. Nobody owes you anything. Someone is going out of their way to be present. Really supportive of you. You don't, you can't abuse that and take that for granted. Because it's not an owed commitment. You've really done nothing to deserve someone prioritizing you in their life and if they choose to do that you should be very thankful for it you know not like you go down and you're kissing their feet and every two minutes it's i appreciate you i appreciate you it's respecting their time you know it's respecting their attempts to reach out to you supporting them mutually you know, if they're supporting you, you also need to support them. Yes, don't just behave like, all right, I'm going to take all of the support and not give it back. Don't have a one-sided friendship. Yeah, one-sided friendships, you can feel yes, them. because you, you, you feel definitely them, yeah. feel emotionally drained all the time. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, and so when you're feeling that you're getting that support back, that love back, let them know. Let them know that this is something that you appreciate. This one that you put value on. Yeah, I I do really think that as with a relationship with a partner, you should also find ways to show your appreciation to your friends. Whether it be little things or big things. Because to be quite frank, like a lot of the friendships that we formed when we were young, those were, those were temporary. You know, those are those quick friendships that got kindled because of mutual hate or we both like the same books. We both like to do the same stuff, but a true lifelong friendship like what I hope you and I continue to build on that's mutual love that's mutual support that's that's rare and with that rarity you have to treat it like it's something special yeah I feel like some people get into certain friendships because they see each other often like for instance with Mm -hmm. some of the friendships that are formed that I'm not saying all of them but some of the friendships that are formed in school and in the workplace oh yeah that's that's proximity you know in psych you call that propinquity 
you know you see each other all the time you're close so what yeah the hell, you share the not? same stretch stresses whether it be schoolwork or supervisors managers bosses teachers all that yeah. stuff those are the only things you have in common so those friendships tend to disappear when you're out of that situation like you graduate and you no longer see that person and you have to actually put in the effort to see the person that's when it kind of just goes away yeah you really you really have to decide and you really have to determine which friendships you value and which ones are worth the investment and the ones that are you need to you need to put in the work they are because i'm sure that you putting in the effort you find that the other person is also putting in the same amount of effort so it doesn't feel like oh i'm just doing this one-sided or i'm the only one that's doing this i'm the only one that's doing that you'll really reap the benefits of your efforts the fruits of your labor if you might say that. Mm-hmm. And as we get older as well, you know, our our friendship needs change. You know, I don't need someone who's going to be always ready to fight. You know, that helps. That definitely helps. But I need someone who's going to kind of help guide me. Yeah, someone well. who will help. rationalize the situation. Yes, yes. Someone who's going to help you keep your priorities in check. I think unhealthy friendships will always will always thrive because they're always being being fed by negativity. They'll always have that fuel source to go on. But those friendships that are positive and designed to help you grow as a person. Those are the ones that you have to really fight to keep. You know, those are the ones that those are the ones that enrich your life the most. I agree. You know? I'm good. I need a friend to tell me what a 401k is. You have a friend to tell you, you know? what a 401 is. And <laughs> it is completely irrelevant to you because you live in Canada. <laughs> See, I would know that. <laughs> We ain't got no four hundred one k's in Canada, ma'am. <laughs> it's an RSP or a CPP, a Canada Pension Plan. I appreciate you telling me that. <laughs> and on that note, I think we can end our first official episode of if i tell you here and if i tell you anything i hope it remains with you that friends who are supportive friends who are here for you those are the friends that you need to cherish the most and i hope you continue to grow and thrive and may all your positive friendships flourish yes and you will see me here often. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
anyway, this is Amanda and Kayla signing off. Love and light. Peace and positivity. Bye. <laughs>